0: I'm Claire Manship,
1: and I'm Ian Brodsky, and this is The Thing That Happened This Week.
0: The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days, and we break it down. So
1: hold on to your butts, y'all.
0: So, are we ready for The Thing That Happened This Week? Yes. We're gonna do it? Yes. Let's do it.
1: The The Thing thing That Happened happened This this Week. week. We need
0: to
1: over the news we'll, we'll work it that on we it do that. Okay. then we'll stop doing <laughs> it we don't have to do it I know but
0: I started it and I like to see things through to the end Okay. and this show has no closing date
1: it's, it's true we are an open run
0: <laughs> okay Rupert what order are we telling the stories in
2: Ian's first okay. Ian's first
0: alright and then who's second
2: you alright
0: okay. cool and then Rupert's best for last All right. let's do it okay
1: This is, like, such a little blip of a moment of my week, and but, like, it has stuck with me throughout the week. And it's not, like, the like the complicated Subway story that I was telling for the first time. Like, it's a, a good thing. So... <laughs> so
0: Ian told a convoluted story that was yeah, hard to follow
1: uh, Yeah. <laughs> and Claire was like, so let me help you suss this out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Anyway, so as we are recording this, it is... The 24th of January
0: Okay
1: The Women's March was a,
0: Saturday, the Saturday the 21st Yeah
1: And the route for the Women's March Is that it goes up Columbus Avenue And then down Central Park West um, And the C train in New York Which I live off of is, Like it lines Central Park West So I'm on the subway I'm on my way to work I'm like what are all these tourists doing <laughs> Also knowing, like, oh, like, knowing on one side of my brain there's a woman's march, and then the other side of my brain's like, what are all these tourists doing here? (laughs) So I finally get out of the subway at 70th Street, and, like, I see the barriers, I'm like, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, like, I stop by, take some pictures, I go on my way. I didn't know that the march was going up columbus Avenue, too. It
0: wasn't that it was officially going up Columbus, it with the entrance to the actual march was at 72nd and Central Park West, and mm-hmm. that was the way police had corralled people waiting to enter the actual march grounds. Okay. Yeah, and so, yeah.
1: But, like, the way, like, at least from where it was, the way it ended up happening, I was like, this whole thing is like looping around New York City, this is awesome! Yeah. Um, and so my path from work, from subway to the work, is across, I have to go, like, across 70th Street, like, crossing um columbus avenue and then uh amsterdam like right about where amsterdam and broadway uh coincide right so i get to columbus avenue and there's barriers and there's like a few people like clearly tourists who are asking the police about like where to go what to do and like first of all the police in this city like at least for this event like are super cool yeah like i have new york's finest like i have I don't want to say dealt with them, but, like, I had to interact with them for the Halloween parade.
0: I dealt with them. I dealt with them for the
1: Halloween parade. (laughs) Because, um, went to the Halloween parade. It goes right in front of my friend's building. And I was like, hey, I just need to go right here. Like, what's the best course of action? And, like, one of them was like, follow me. I got you. And she, like, led me through the barriers. Mm. And so this time, like, I was just able to, like, walk right through the police, like, into the crowd. Because like obviously like they know what they're there for they for there for people's safety.
0: I mean, it's your dream, just a sea of ladies, exactly. Um, but then what? <laughs>
1: but then what happened?
2: Angry. You got me. Mostly middle class me. white men. Yes,
0: <laughs>
1: you were um,
2: well wanted. <laughs> um,
0: I would just love if you got into the sea and someone was like, this is the oppressor!
1: <laughs> I was like, that that's kind of what I, like, part of me was like, oh god, like, and I'm literally marching, not marching, but I'm literally walking against the crowd once I get in there. Someone
0: comes over your shoulders like, my body, my choice, my product, yeah. my voice, like. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, like, part of me, and like, and I was like, this is really cool, so I was like filming it, because yeah. like that, like, I guess like cinematically looked really cool, um, but, like, the whole time, like, I'm, like, marching against the march to get to work. But this is really fucking cool. Like, I'm not going to say it felt like I was a part of it. But, like, mm-hmm. if it felt like, okay, A, I live in the greatest city in the world. B, like, there are people out there who are getting out and showing up for the right things. Right. And it just felt, it was just a huge breath of fresh air and hope to be, like, caught in the middle of that and, like, be seeing all of these people from, like, all different ages. And, like, seeing signs of, like, little, like, girls with, like, signs that say, like, like 2026 20, voter. And it was, like, super inspiring to me. And, like, I was glad that I could capture a little bit of it, like, in photos and, like, on video. And I walked down maybe, like, three or four blocks, like, just trying to make my way to work. Right. And like, it, like, not that it was the first time I'd ever been, I had ever not been like super fucking tourist, but like, <laughs> it was like, it was really inspirational because like, because people care, and it's so easy with everything that has been going on in the political landscape lately to become jaded and to want to give up and to sort of be passive about it. That like, that seeing this many people was like really sort of reinvigorated me. Sure, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that. Like, once I made my way out of the crowd and made my way across to Broadway I was like why do I feel happy after mm. that why do like why do I, why do I feel good oh because like that's because that's what we're here for like that's what all these people like like this is a good thing like something really good is happening right now sure in the face of something that is so fucking frightening that like I have very little not that I have very little stakes in but like as like a white, straight white male like there's so little of what goes on that like can impact me, like on like yeah. like on the fi- on the very surface level.
0: Yeah, most of like the dickery does not uh, yeah. affect you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like that and was being nice. I know. Like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, yeah, like I rec- and like just like right now, like that was when I sort of like recognized my privilege and I was like, okay, like yeah, I the least I can do is like stand up with all these people, everyone that is being. Marginalized everyone that is being disenfranchised, everyone that, like... Like, yeah, it's one thing that, like, I'm Jewish, because now we have, like, Nazis marching in the street, but, like, not everyone is gonna take one look at me and go, like, Jupe, him." Like, I can... The least I can do is stand with other people and be like, we have your back. Right. And I'm not gonna say, like, walking through the march, like, reminded me that, but, like, I was able to remind myself that, like... That we that we're all in this together, and like that that was I mean that's really it. Like it was such a little blip of time, but like it's, it, it just it just got me in the feels. It just got me right where it counts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah.
0: I mean, not to say that you're the kind of man that needs to like reassess his priorities, but I hope that I hope that this Women's March alongside Time's Up and Me Too is letting a lot of guys who like like the aziz ansaris of the world mm-hmm. like they may champion like our success and like listening to us but they like don't realize that a lot of their activity is like it, it goes against what we're what we're seeking here. Yeah. Um just because like they're they're so societally it, it's reinforced yeah. for them without them even realizing that it is. And, and yeah.
1: And like and the, especially with the whole aziz ansari thing like it introduces such a nuance into the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement, how, like, about consent... There are
0: forms of coercion that are not illegal whatsoever. Right. Yeah.
1: And, like, the end... Like, this is the time to, like, suss that out and for us dudes to, like, be called out on what we're doing wrong.
0: Yeah, but, like, even like, as a woman, sometimes I I think about, like, inappropriate things that I've said in the workplace, like, especially Mm -hmm. our particular, like, workplaces are very casual. Mm -hmm. Ours is, we talked about this on the show before, ours is the only business that, like, encourages, um, like, physical touch as a form of greeting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, and I just think about, like, I don't know, like, there's one time distinctly where I remember at the bar someone was like I dare you to grab that guy's junk and I was like I will (laughs) like just fully just like that guy's my cast mate whatever that's my fucking bro and I walked over and like ball tapped him and he was like Claire that was really gross and I was like nah you just don't get the joke and I was like nope that was fucked up Claire you sexually harassed that man like
1: yeah and like (laughs) like, and I've been like and I've been like and I've been in a similar situation too and it's like I look back and I'm like I kind of feel the need to apologize, like
0: or like when guys by being me, like forward. And... When guys like hug me or they put their arm around my shoulder and they accidentally boob graze and then they say like "oh boob graze" and I'm like, if you didn't say that, it wouldn't be harassment. But now, yeah, it but, is. but now <laughs> it's but
1: like you made you made it
0: weird. <laughs> like honestly, like that was just like that was just like human error. And then, yeah, and then you called it out, and it's because a... your brain went there, you're like, a now har- it's a thing. You're a yeah. harasser. Yeah, yeah, you are the oppressor, Ian Roskate. Oh my god, can um, you imagine? That would right. be a really fun chant though, like di da di da. Dada. Well, I wish that was the tempo for... Because March chants are always like... Dee, 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 call and response. Yeah. But I wish they were like... Dee, da, dee, da dee. <laughs> yeah. I mean well
1: so, I mean something I love though as I was like
0: Cooper loved that. I really got him on yeah. that one.
1: <laughs> but something I loved as I was like walking through, like I started hearing um a drumline and I was like, this no. I was like, this place has everything. Okay,
0: honestly, drum lines get me really teary eyed I, I love them. When I hear a drum line, I feel a motivation that I've like never. I think that was part of it too.
1: <laughs> because like I'm walk because like I'm walking and this at this point I'm like peril, but then all of a sudden I hear boom 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 and I'm like,
0: oh no, here it comes
1: yes, here it comes. and and I was Jim Tam Laundry uh, yes. my arms in the air yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, they're doing it so right.
0: Yes, that is so right. Like
1: also like going back to the Halloween parade, every time there is a drumline that comes up, like I just went fucking ham because like the Halloween parade is, is is even slower than the women's march is, so. Like, something afloat will be in front of this building for, like, 20 minutes. Sure. And it'll just be, like... get backed up. And it'll just be, like, me dancing to this drum line for 20 minutes as it goes past. Um, but that's another story. That's <laughs> that's that's my Halloween fun. Um, Amazing.
0: Yeah. That was a good yeah. thing that happened this week. Too. Yeah,
1: thanks. And, it's and like, protest... And I don't want to say protest is in my blood, but, like, activism is in my family line. Mhm. Um, so it felt, like... It felt good to be like, okay, like, it is in me. Like, it, like this does impact me, and, like, it is something I want to be a part of.
0: Fierce. Um, yeah.
1: And then I went to work. You're a champ. Thanks. <laughs> One of the
0: good ones. Am I Thanks. right, ladies? Uh, form
1: an orderly cue.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> know what you said. I don't that really got me. <laughs> oh all right. Is it my turn? Yes it is. My turn. Alright. Who's got two thumbs and has a story? Me. Yeah. Um, Alright, this girl. So this week I I spent the past weekend and still kind of currently, like, I have to kind of steam it out in the shower, but I've just been, like, waking up, like, raw throat, like, just, you know, it's like the pre-flu feeling, and it's, like, right on the fence of, like, am I gonna get sick, or will emergency fix this?
1: Sorry to interrupt, like, so soon, but when you sure. said, I'm, I probably need to steam this out in the shower, I thought that was, like, a metaphor of, like, oh. of, like, yeah, like, like, like a colloquialism, like, yeah, I just need to steam it out in the shower, like, oh, yeah, I need to suss this out, I need to think I on this for a while, yeah. <laughs> Like, I honestly I'm gonna thought... I'm start that- saying that. Me too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just need to, like, steam it out in the shower.
1: Yeah. Go on.
0: Yeah, there's just, like... I'm just, like, have that gunky thing where it's, like, <laughs> is, it, is it a sickness or is it, like... Is it... It's not intense enough to go to the doctor, yet? Yeah, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the deal? And, uh... And so, I kind of fought it Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, I had, like, a restful day and I, I like, went to bed at a good time and was, like, all right, I'm gonna get a good night's sleep before auditions Monday And then I guess at some point in the middle of the night, I was, like, at the top of my, like, REM cycle or whatever, like, just awake enough to, like, be at that snoozy space. And one of my roommates, I won't say who, (laughs) it's one of the two of you, texted me at 2.30 in the morning. And it was, like, right at that peak moment where, first off, my phone is also my alarm. So if I hear a Mm. buzz, I'm going to think it's in the morning. And so I rolled over and read the text, saw the time, and realized it wasn't morning. But at that point, I had seen the blue light, and it was over. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I
0: couldn't go back to sleep. Like, and, and it was, like, one of those where I, like, was rolling around in bed, tossing and turning, achy because I could feel how awake I was, mm. but so tired, but, like, couldn't, just couldn't turn off my brain. Right? And I tried all of the tricks I knew to, like... Get your brain relaxed or your heartbeat down. Or like, like what, are, honestly, what are your
1: tricks? Because like, I know no tricks. The
0: one that works best for me is masturbation. Th- yeah, yeah. If you jack off, my honestly that was yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I had a boyfriend in college that taught me one that works for me. It's like kind of a mind over matter one, where if you imagine like a bright light kind of in your mind's eye in the distance when your eyelids mm-hmm. are closed, you can take the thoughts and if you can physicalize them into like what they look like in your mind's eye the light can swallow them up.
2: Wow. Hmm. And
0: I'm one of those people that like visual tricks really work for me. Like wow. so I need meditative. to see things on paper to like understand, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's like a numbers thing kind of. And so I'll be like, oh, this thought and the light sucks it huh. up. And I tried, but I couldn't really get a good light going on. You know, like, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't really imagine what I was supposed to be imagining. So I struggled with that. I wasn't going to like count sheep or anything, but yeah. sometimes, you know, that works for some people. Just, like, counting up or playing right. 99 bottles of beer or whatever you're going to do. Um, anyway, I was awake. I maybe fell back asleep between 5 and 6, but I had to be up, like, at 5.45, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, there was no progress made. And then I did three auditions. And let me mm. tell you. I, they say that you do your best work on your worst day. Like, mm. your most honest work. But I think it really was just my worst, worst <laughs> work on my worst day. Yo, that su- that
1: happens.
0: It was really rough. I, I you it know, sucks. Like, I sounded the same. I looked the same. But somehow, on a non-rested face, like I can't beat my makeup into the right. Re- like, yeah, I can't get the look of my makeup right. My hair does a weird thing. My voice, like, I'm still, I still sound good, but it sounds like I'm trying to sound good. Like I'm seeking out precision. It's weird. I don't know. And I'm just like having this like out of body like I can see myself not being good. <laughs> can I tell <laughs> like, you I
1: literally had that experience yesterday?
0: Okay. All right. Good. Like I'm glad I'm not just alone. a very
1: similar like like having like having had little sleep over the past couple days and then waking up super early, getting to that audition point and then being in the room and just sort of like clocking every single thing like almost in an outer body experience kind of way. And it's like, yeah, like the notes are there the things are there, but, like, this is not
0: me.
2: Yeah, you left the room, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's called, yeah, leaving the room. Yeah, Yeah. I call it watching myself. Mm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, So, anyway, I... First off, it's just the two things I want to hit, that, like, if it's after midnight, don't text me. Like, don't text anybody. Like, the rule used to be you don't make phone calls house to house when they were all landlines, like, after 8 p.m. Yeah. That's a reasonable rule. Um... Don't text me after midnight. Like, I won't be up, and everyone uses their phone as an alarm clock. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. If Ye- you-. I could put it on Do Not Disturb. That was my...
1: Co-
0: I could, but, like, what if they're... Like, honestly, we're living in the time of North Korea. Like, what if there's something I actually need to know? <laughs> well, one...
1: Like, that kind of thing, like, those alerts, like, your alarms and those kinds of alerts will bypass that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then like, maybe I'll try this. your
1: text messages... I want to say phone calls as well.
0: Okay.
1: I could be wrong about the phone calls, but like basic things like app like um app notifications, um text messages won't make a noise or a yeah. vibration, but your alarms will. Um like stopwatch things will um and I believe like like uh, I was going to say nuclear alerts, like um emergency alerts will.
0: Nuclear alerts, that's what they are. That's really what they That's are. That's what it's they that, are. It's an amber alert or a school shooting. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be I've been wo- real. <laughs> I've been woken
1: up by amber alerts in the past.
0: Oh yeah. Well, an amber alert I always want to wake up for. I mean, yeah. If you work with kids even remotely, you're like, I really want to help if I can. Oh yeah. I've never been able to assist in an amber alert, but I get really crazy. If I'm driving on the highway and I see one posted on a board, Oof. then I start looking for that car. <laughs> I'm like a crazy person.
1: <laughs> Red <laughs> Nissan.
0: Where are you? You fucking guy. Where are you? Um so that's pretty much it. It was just a lack of sleep, poor performance. I'm really one of those people that needs like a minimum 8 to 10 hours to like Same. be functional and pleasant. But then the next night, I went to bed at 7.40 and I woke up at 7.40. Nice. It was like amazing.
1: Are you, and I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but are you like a good sleeper? No. Me neither.
0: I was a very good sleeper until I lived here. Really? Six, seven years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, and I think it's mostly because, like, I have to sleep with earplugs. I'm a very light sleeper, but sure. the earplugs create, like, pressure in my head, and I think it has, like, fucked with my REM a little bit mm. about just, like, how how that works for me. So, yeah, that was the thing that happened this week.
1: I relate so
2: hard to all of that.
0: Yeah, I concur. Yes. All right, Rupert, it's your time, my friend. Wow,
2: no pressure. Um, well, I'll start with the, you know... Um, knowing that I was going to be a guest and, you know, thinking about this, it's actually been causing me some stress because...
0: We've heard this before. Of course yeah. you have.
2: And I figured... And what, what something that alleviated this stress was that I'm sure I'm not the first person who has been going, oh, wow, I want to come with a story and I hope it's interesting and inspires conversation and thought. Um, but then I thought, well, you know, that would be, um, you know, not being genuine to try and create something... That was maybe more important than it was, but I do have a story that is important. So, mine is this Saturday just passed, right now. Am I allowed to say what day we're recording? Yeah, you we already did, did on the we show. Already, yeah, it's yeah, the 24th. Yeah. So, on Saturday, um, my girlfriend and I went um, to get dim sum downtown in Chinatown. Where'd where did you go? you go? We went to Jing Fong's, of okay. course. Okay.
0: Um, oh, that's not oh, of course. Well, All right. Well,
2: you say that because I've tried a few now. I've tried Nom Wa Tea Parlor. Okay, I've yeah, tried non-was. Golden Unicorn. Okay. And I got it. You know, I keep going back to Jing Fong's. Jing Fong. All right.
0: All right.
2: All right. All right. Um, anyway, that was pleasant. This now, episode brought to you by, by Jing Fong. Fong's. It's, yes, exactly. Um, come for the uh, weekday lunch specials uh, <laughs> where all dim sum <laughs> is three twenty-five.
0: Whoa, that is a That is a weekday special. Deal, yeah. Not
2: having a nine to five is a wonderful thing. Yeah.
0: Um, weekday special sounds like a really great porn. <laughs> doesn't it yeah I'm like just that.
2: putting it out there we demand our 10% <laughs> the, second
0: the second tangent, tangent. <laughs>
2: um, so since we were located in Chinatown after our delicious meal I said uh, to Marissa you know I've been planning the Museum of Chinese in America is a museum that for some reason has um, really interested me and has been on my list um, to go and do for about the last six seven months um, in New York and um, now, did you know that the Museum of Chinese in America existed in New York? No.
0: Did nope. you? Nope. <laughs> no. Right.
2: So it is on Lafayette Street. Um, and That's why, because
0: it's nowhere near any other museum.
2: There you go. But it's really, obviously, it's in it's in a great place because it's right in Chinatown. Now, I, I didn't know what to, obviously, I knew it would be about the Museum of Chinese in America and that story. But it was a really interesting two and a half hours of my life, and I learned so much about um, the Chinese being in America and that the first documented uh, Chinese person in America wasn't even until, I think, the very, very late part of the 1700s, which for me is quite fascinating. Mm -hmm. Now, most of the Chinese um, came to America with the California Gold Rush, which is something that I didn't know as well. Um, I didn't either. And it really... One of the things that really... I found interesting and inspiring was the my one of the things that they did was they focused on the Chinese laundry shop and the Chinese restaurants sure. and it went into detail and they had old menus and things and how people changed and Americans come you know a white Americans going and ex- experiencing this for the first time but you know it being modified to suit an american palette yeah now one of the things this was the most interesting part of the museum was i got a sense from the way that they were trying to exhibit it that it was saying that it was the reason why it, it was celebrating the chinese laundry shop and it was celebrating the chinese restaurant because this was a time where When people came, they did not have a platform after the railroads to go into businesses, into other American businesses. So they had to become self-employed and self-sufficient. And a way of doing that was with restaurants and with the laundromats. And it was, you know, it was really proud of those things in terms of that entrepreneurial American idea
0: I mean they built their own American dream
2: yeah yeah and 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 because of lack of opportunity they had to become self-sufficient and thrived in that realm
0: I mean they built their I mean pr- particularly speaking to like tailoring and laundry shops mm. like they built their own sector of the American economy yes yes it's amazing
2: yes <laughs> yeah and this is something I'd never appreciated before. Um, and it made me think about a lot of immigrant groups and you think, well, why, you know, why, you know, restaurants and stuff. Is it because there's a taste for that kind of food? uh, That's what I had always thought, you know, it's like stick with what you know, but it's saying actually, no, there wasn't a platform to get into other businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was really inspiring. It made me think about, you know, my own situation, um, and about that kind of bravery, that kind of self-sufficiency, um, to kind of create your own stuff as well, um, and it was it was just a it was just a really you know I got different things from that experience in the museum than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to have an educational experience, which I definitely did, but I also had a kind of philosophically eye opening one as well, and I wanted to so that's what happened to me and i think I wanted to mention it because I wanted to give the museum a shout out because I really thought it was it was it was it was a the, special, name of the, museum again? the Museum of chinese in america okay or m o c a mocha like MoMA oh. MoCA, Mo- 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 yeah I've definitely heard that yeah that's um cool. they also have an exhibition right now which was called folded um which I won't talk about, but it's really worth seeing. And then, when we left, we said, okay, bye, thank you so much. And they said, oh, don't forget to take your fortune cookie. So they give you a fortune cookie when you (gasps) leave. So Marissa was like, okay, we'll open them when we get home. Marissa's my girlfriend who I live with. um, And she, so I was like, fine, I open mine up and I can't remember what mine says. Um, But she won a three years membership to the museum.
0: Wow. So we were
2: right there. So, and she's allowed to bring a guest. So we're going to be going back.
0: Oh, that's, cool. that's great.
2: So that's something that happened to me last week. I
0: love that. Oh, that was a great thing that happened. Yeah. Rupert, you did the concept well. Yes. Oh,
2: good. All well right. Done. I'm glad.
0: Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, quiz time? Quiz oh, time. God. Let's do it. Am the I one.
2: the one being quizzed? You yes. are the one
0: being quizzed. All right. I'm so Case excited. Time. Yes. See,
2: I like that one. I just did a push-up on your yes. chair. Yes, I mean, yeah. So you can't say it, you real. can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, so
1: uh, Ian, take one, three, and five. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, my buddy, Rupert Simonian, mm-hmm. uh, what are you obsessed with this week?
2: I've been quite obsessed with uh, my birthday, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. And also, tomorrow? yeah. yeah. And by the time
0: listening to this it will be six days past but we have to sing the song yeah (gasps) happy Happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear rupert happy birthday to you yeah yeah but what birthday is this
2: this is number two seven 27 is yeah. Ooh, Ooh. a lucky number. Now this, this is the first time that I've been excited about my birthday in the last three of them. I've just wanted to not do anything and maybe just gone out with one friend or last year just ignored it completely because I was in the middle of rehearsals because I haven't felt like celebrating them much. So I don't know what's changed, but this time around, I feel like celebrating it, which is great. Um, so we're celebrating that by, we're having a trip to Savannah, Georgia. Nice. Uh, Savannah is
0: amazing. I've never been. Oh, you gotta go on a ghost tour. Go to a haunted house.
2: (laughs) Now, this takes me on a tangent, but I'm allowed one. Yeah, Yeah. So what is it with Americans and this damn haunted shit, man? (laughs) This fucking ghost tour stuff, this cemetery stuff. (laughs) Y'all love it. Every time I go to New Orleans or Key West, everyone's like, you have, and tribute by okay. to American cities. <laughs> the ghost tour is, like, always up in the top five. I don't get it.
0: All right, so imagine that, uh, okay, Americans, we are the second youngest country in the world, next yes. to one that was established in the last, like, five years. Right. So being the youngest country, with almost the most land mass of any country anywhere, yeah. imagine if you had <laughs> as rich a history as we do in such a compact amount of time. Like, the British are very lucky that because they, their empire had such reaches yeah. that they have backgrounds in many different locations. But ours is just this one hunk of land mass mm. with a history of, we got here and we killed everyone that mm-hmm. showed up. And then, well, we showed up and then killed everyone that mm. was hanging out. And then every person that we brought from another place, we persecuted them mm. until they also died because of how horrible we were. So I think it's like this masochistic like fascination <laughs> with like a, with like a historical I, shame. I
1: don't disagree. I really, really I do wow. believe it, and
0: I I think it's because a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans know that our ghosts like must be angry. If you yeah. want to go to a haunted house, you just need to go to Savannah yeah. or New Orleans or, or what Salem. is it
1: about the South.
0: Well, because the, the South
1: was even worse than well, the North.
0: Yeah, well, the South was established mo- before most, like, Northern and Western states in terms of the way it was, like, agriculturally wrought. Yes. Um, but also just, like... I think it's something about the vibe of those places. Mm. The trees hang long, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. days are hot and steamy, mm-hmm. and the houses are big mm-hmm. and, and gothic mm-hmm. and like
1: mm-hmm. have also, columns. There's a lot more like countryside there, which lends itself to it as opposed. I mean, like New York there's has like fog of every of history morning.
0: It. It's like it's eerie. Yeah, as someone from the south,
1: yes, mm. pride
0: myself on our ghosts. Mm. <laughs> we have some. Go- I used to live in a haunted dormitory. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. cool. It's called the the Fletcher Phantom, Fletcher. I can't remember but my dorm was called Fletcher. Okay. And uh this person killed himself on the 7th floor and my room was on the 7th floor and creepy stuff was happening all the time. It was oh. great.
1: <laughs> also I think Americans just love being scared. Yeah, like, that's that love, like, I love think yeah. like, they you love, love horror being movies. scared.
0: We have a morbid culture in the way that we, we like do. to we like to be freaked out. I think yeah. I think it's like we don't there's a It's whole, like a stimulant.
1: There's a whole Ripley's Believe It or Not
2: museum in yeah. Times Square. But it's not
0: that scary. It's like, not scary. I've so, only.
2: Yeah. It's there's like, is the fact. A... Yeah. There's that fact. And I'm. Yeah. No. I'm not. You know what? I'm only there from Friday lunchtime till Sunday afternoon. Well, you so got might... to do a
0: good brunch. Oh w-
2: yes, we got a couple in plan. Anyway, need
0: to go to the mother and sons. You got to go to Paula Deen's.
2: Oh, it's a bit far. Oh wait.
0: In Savannah. Where? Paula Deen's Restaurant.
2: There's one... You're talking about her Creek one because it was too far away. No,
0: no, no. There's one in... I, maybe it closed. I don't know. But there's one. It's called The Mother and Sons. It's in downtown Savannah. It's her restaurant with uh, with her two boys. And uh, yeah, you can get your bada all all day long.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, and
0: your biscuits. You can butter your biscuits.
2: That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: well, it's on the list. So I've been obsessed about that. I've been obsessed about... My birthday and and the good few And I've, I can't kind of wait for it to be tomorrow.
0: Yeah, exciting. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Easy. Question number two mm-hmm. is would you rather. So hold... All right, no, no, it's not. We changed it. It's uh, mm. never have I ever. So hold up three right. fingers, okay?
2: Uh, well, two fingers and a thumb. Yeah. Okay, when, we'll count
0: it. When you have done a thing I say you have to say down and put down a finger and then when you're out when right,
2: I have done it I say to. down and yep. put my finger down so right.
0: but I'm saying things I never have done
2: okay. never
0: have I ever uh, been paintballing never have I ever uh, gone to a midnight rocky horror screening never have I ever been to Norway oh.
2: think ooh. think think no, 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 close.
0: <laughs> never have I ever uh, um, eaten a kumquat.
2: I don't know what that is, so I guess not as well.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a quat of kum. Um, is it, <laughs> wait, is it a squash? <laughs> no, a kumquat, it's, it's, a like, fruit. it's like a starfruit.
2: Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, no, it's no.
0: Like, yeah, like, similar. Um, never have I ever uh, fallen out of a tree I climbed. Never have I ever successfully done the monkey bars.
2: Oh, down. Okay. Took a long time, but uh. I did it. <laughs> uh, nev- I would have been down by now. <laughs> uh,
0: never have I ever whistled.
2: Down. Are like, you <laughs> off. <laughs> I promise you that was meant. He only has
0: his middle finger up now. He's flicking me off like a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> never have I ever, in my adult life, been awarded a trophy.
2: No, no, no.
0: Okay. Never have I ever shaved
2: my head. Down. All right. All right. Got him.
0: Yeah. I went
2: down to a number three. Um, My first professional um, stage show in London was at a theatre called Theatre 503 um, in Battersea. And the play was called Lifesavers. And the director wanted me to um, have my hair cut very short. And I did it. Great. There we go. Sorry, I'm
0: just putting on some chapstick, you know, just a little
1: dry. So question number three. Three. Um, We kind of got to it earlier, but uh, let's go into more detail about what you're watching and listening to.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, Right now, um, I've been listening to, and I normally am, um, a lot of Motown and and funk. Um, But that's kind of now maturing to early disco. Oh. Um, and that's been really good and the thing about disco is um, it has a fascinating history because um, hip hop was born from disco in New York um, coming out the clubs and basically it was the DJs picking up the microphone and saying random shit that came to their mind and the radio DJs doing that um, but I've discovered that I really like early disco and I can absolutely not tolerate late disco <laughs> All right. Um, cool. What am I? So that's what I'm listening to right now. Oh, I'm also listening to. Now you're not going to know what this is necessarily, I think. But in England, in between 2005 and 2008, there was a subgenre called New Rave, and bands such as the Claxons and Does It Offend You? Yeah, and oh, who else? Simeon Mobile Disco, do you know those ones? No. No, So there were all these.
0: I know. There
2: were all these kind of bands that were like indie bands that started wearing ridiculous, uh, like fluorescent, outrageous things, and kids would take loads (laughs) of ecstasy and go to their. Concerts and wave glow sticks around, and it got really ridiculous. And that was kind of like a big part of my mid to late teen life.
0: We had like a form of this, but
2: I in don't the nineties, yeah,
0: it was like the late nineties, early two thousands. But I don't think that it had a, like an official like sub genre, right?
2: So it was, was new rave, so it was rock bands, but it was called new rave, so it wasn't like electronic dance music, right? Anyway, so I've been I've been revisiting that and having a hell of load of nostalgia. Um, and watching, <laughs> um, I'm watching. I'm watching. A lot of the movies that are out night now. I, uh, we went and saw the Disaster Artist. I've seen the Shape of Water. Um, three billboards outside having Missouri is fucking wonderful. Um, if you haven't seen it I'm yet, get 50/50 to know. 50 oh no that yeah. no no! It sucks or it's great. No, it, no, yeah, it, it is just very good. I've I don't heard, understand. I've heard that
0: it's like deeply problematic in the way it portrays like our racial history. Mm. I feel like that's a, what most people are having an issue with.
2: Racial history. Race isn't even a theme in it.
0: I think it definitely is. I mean, aren't those aren't those cops, like, openly racist? Sam Rockwell is, like, winning awards for playing a racist cop.
2: Is he? Is he racist in it?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hearing the most, is that, like, people are, are looking in on the project, especially because it's a Martin McDonough project. It right? is, yeah, yeah. And he's British, yeah. He's a
2: British-Irish playwright yeah. and film for writer and director. Then, a yeah. lot of
0: people are saying that it's, like, his... Through his lens, it, like, doesn't... It doesn't achieve... A historical context that seems like truthful. In terms, okay. In terms of now, the way, another
1: reason I need to see this in film in terms
0: of the way it like portrays blue collar America and like some of our racial like impropriety. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But they're saying that it's like problematic because it's like through his his lens. Okay. okay well, as
2: a foreigner, yeah, I, you know it is it is a film in America, so maybe I missed that.
0: But I'm also like talking out of my ass. Like I have not seen this. Right. Right. The other thing I heard was that like the way that the casting goes, particularly because of Francis McDormand, a lot of people are saying it wants so badly to be a Coen Brothers film and just isn't. And I think they came right. with that expectation. So I think that's on the viewer. Yeah, the I,
2: I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's people being hung up about Francis. Fargo. Yeah, they, they just want yeah. to be Fargo so badly. Um, <laughs> right. um, performance, I mean, Sam Rockwell is, is, is fantastic in it. Um, so I, anyway, watching that, um, and, uh, yeah, I've rented a load of movies from the library. One is called Network, which is a film from the 70s. I have never seen it. Mm, me either. Um, and basically right now they're doing a stage play of it at the National Theatre in England, um, and Brian Cranston is the lead. And I know a lot of people have been seeing it and have been like, it's good, but it's nowhere near as good as the film is. And oh, no. I don't know how wow. I haven't seen this film. So that's, that's, that's one of them. I got, I got 10 DVDs to watch over the next week. That's so awesome. Yeah.
0: Question number four. You can't look. Who was right. the last person you texted that wasn't one of us?
2: My girlfriend. Marissa. 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 Hey girl, Hey babe. Up? Who's lovely.
0: Um, and finally, finally mm. our
1: last question, our oh favorite question, um, Who is
2: one person, Mm -hmm. living or dead, Mm -hmm. who you
1: may or may not know, who you would like to wish well this week?
2: Oh my goodness. That's a
1: fantastic one. I think my favorite part is like watching the reactions. I
0: know every time this happens. Oh I'm god, because really I want
2: to come up with something good, but you know you never do in these moments.
0: A lot of people, a lot of our guests have gone with family members. We go with historical things. Yeah, well. I'm thinking yeah. more
2: historical. I say hi to my family all the time. <laughs> um, they can do one. You're
0: like, forget them. Come on, they know
2: um, I love them. I would like to wish well Hugh Grant,
0: okay, the actor,
2: and I'll tell you why because I. This, is, this isn't like fresh news, um, but it was after the Golden Globes. Um, he said, I think he's just always interviewed really well. He's so fucking blunt and honest, but not in a way that he sounds like a dick.
0: Yeah, he's a classy dude.
2: Exactly. But I think a lot of the time you, this, I'm going to go on one more tangent. So a lot of the time people use this excuse. They say, speaking your mind doesn't give you the right to be a fucking asshole." And I feel like people use that a lot. People like, I'm just, oh, they're just someone who speaks their mind. I think there's a difference.
0: Yeah, of course there's a
2: difference. Um, Doesn't give you license to be an arsehole. Anyway, so he's not, but he's always utterly honest and just very, you know, truthful about the business and kind of shits on the smoke and mirrors, which I love. Um, (laughs) So he was saying about how he went to the Golden Globes um, and made the mistake of going on his Twitter feed and saw people being like oh my god is that Hugh Grant look how like terribly he looks like right now he's oh this was look at the bags under his eyes he's aged like mayonnaise which I thought was quite brilliant (laughs) I've never heard that one but I loved how he came out and said this and had a smile on his face about it because kind of um body image and and self-image is 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 something that I can feel insecure about Times I kind of go through phases with it. I think as we probably all do. do. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it was just really gratifying to um, to have him come and say that because you know I I feel like Hollywood is so hypocritical at times because you know you get all these you know you get a lot of really empowered people, men and women, saying you know it's it's not a matter of what you look like and stuff, but they never take the fucking makeup off to make their fucking point. And uh, and and it was just cool that Hugh Grant did that. I thought it was really—he um, was just
0: responding he was to just, the haters. Well,
2: he just he just mentioned it and like laughed about it. It just it brought a great humanity. To yeah. someone who's so successful.
0: Well, I think I, I think in a lot of ways, like the way that we in comedy, like a lot of times, uh, use self deprecating humor. If I call it out, then it's not your joke to make about me. Yeah. If you mm. own it as your own thing, then it, you know, it's like your narrative is being placed on the thing about you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people feel particularly like the onus is on them to comment on every story that comes out about them. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you were to police that all the time. Can you imagine how exhausting Exhausting, that would be? I love that he finds the humor in it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But I also love how he said he made the deadly mistake. And I also heard... um Oh, my God, the talk show host run through them for me. I'm forgetting them. An
0: American
2: one? Yes. Oh, okay. Jimmy
0: Kimmel. Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. Mayor. What's
2: his name? Bill Mayer. It's oh, Bill Maher. Oh,
0: Bill Maher.
2: Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Is that it? Yes. Yeah,
0: M a h e r. Right, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He said something great. He was like, oh, I don't read my Twitter feed. I have a Twitter account and I tweet. He reads nothing that he gets responded Whoa. to because he learned very, very quickly. That's a way yeah. Yeah. good still. avoid the yeah. trolls. Yeah. The trolls. But, still, but yeah, because yeah. of the trolls. All
0: right. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. glad we
2: made this it's work. It's been really wonderful, and I will now make sure to become an avid listener of your oh. show. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you can see that listener crank up one more on yes. the, on the dial. we got him. Yes. We got one. You got one.
0: Rupert, where can people find you on social media or on the internet if they want to follow up um, and get into your stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I am at Rupert Simonian on Twitter. Um I'm at Rupert Simonian on Instagram. Um and then my production company, Lost Tribe Productions, is at L T underscore prods. P-R-O-D-S. Um and yeah, I I, I have that. Um the website is RupertSmonian.com. I'm quite lucky having quite an unusual name because uh it's hard not to get wrong. I don't have to be Rupert Simonian fourteen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. I can just
2: be Rupert Simonian <laughs> yeah nothing (laughs) Um, and that's it just yeah if you google me um, all my shit pops up
0: great Ian Brodsky where can people find you
2: you can find me at Ibroski on twitter and instagram and at Brodsky
1: Ian on facebook what about you Claire
0: I'm at womanship on twitter and snapchat clairemanship.com and facebook facebook (laughs) facebook.com slash julia clairemanship the show is at at this week's thing is our handle everywhere thisweeksthing.com thisweeksthing at gmail.com hashtag Hashtag thisweeksthing A big thank you again yeah. to our guest, Rupert Simonian. Buddy.
2: It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You're a gentleman and a scholar. Yes. All right. Until next time, I'm Claire Manship.
2: And I'm Ian
1: Brodsky. And, and that, that was The, the thing, thing That Happened This Week.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.